So today we're going to continue our study through the book of Acts. But before we get into Acts today, I'd like to read a few verses from the book of Romans. So if you do not have a Bible, we'd love to get you one, but please follow along in your Bibles today in Romans. Romans chapter 5, we're going to look at verses 18 through 21. Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 18, it says, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned through death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. ยอมออวาราสะคันจิงาอะคิงะสัชชิมานะสัตติมาทูจองเตี่ยวตอตุอิปิมาจินอาผิงหลุจองโนดีอปิสิงจินเนตด้วยจองยาจอดินิตุเ
back in Acts chapter 7. So today we're going to continue in Acts chapter 9, but before we do that, let's go ahead and pray again. Let's commit this time to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this day and this opportunity you've given us to study your word. And fathers, we open and read your word and read about this man's life, Lord, that you changed. I pray, Lord, that you just encourage our hearts, that we do serve a gracious God, a God that is greater than all of our mistakes and all of our sins. So, Father, minister to our hearts, bless this time, and may you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let us read verses 1 through 2. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So we read about Saul once again. And we first read about Saul back in Acts chapter 7, verse 58. Saul was guarding the clothes of men who were stoning Stephen, giving them legal authority to kill him. We next see Saul in Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 3. Those verses tell us that Saul himself was going into people's homes and dragging out men and women to have them imprisoned and killed. Saul was a great religious leader, a Pharisee who was very devoted to the law. Saul hated the Lord, he hated the gospel, and he hated anyone who put their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I'm sure everyone in the church knew who Saul was. I'm sure they were all very afraid of him and what he wanted to do to them. Yes. Everyone in the church, I'm sure, was, knew who Saul was and they were afraid of what he wanted to do to them. Now, in verse 2, it tells us that Saul went to get legal authority to arrest any Christians in the city of Damascus. 
Now, verse 2 tells us that the Christians were called in the early days followers of the way. Followers of the way. Now, I find this fascinating for two reasons. The early believers called following Jesus the way, not a way. Jesus Christ is the only way to everlasting life. He's the only way to be forgiven of our sins. Next, I want you to see that following Christ was a way of life to the believers, and it wasn't a religion to them. They followed Jesus every second of every day. Jesus was not someone they only worshipped on Sunday. They worshipped him every day. What about you? Is following Christ a way of life for you daily? Are you reading his word, praying and being like Jesus? Let's see what happens next in verses 3 through 4. It says, as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul was on his way to Damascus and a great light shone around him. This light was very blinding and knocked him off of his horse. He heard a voice that said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? This voice that Saul heard was the voice of Jesus Christ himself. And what did Jesus ask Saul? I want you to look at that. What did he ask him? In verse 4. He said, why are you persecuting me? 
In other words, Jesus was fully aware of the suffering going on in the church. Jesus knew what was happening to his children and his followers. He knew their situation. I think many times today Christians feel very discouraged. I think a lot of Christians today feel alone as if their voices are not being heard before God. I think many times they feel like they've been abandoned or even forsaken. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you've been praying with everything going on in this country. And you feel like you're alone. But I want to encourage you today that the Lord does hear your cries and your prayers. The Lord is in control and He knows the situation that you're in and everything that you're going through. It says in Psalm chapter 46, verse 1, it tells us that God is our refuge and strength. Watch this, a very present help in trouble. The Lord hears you. He knows what you're going through. He loves you and He cares for you. The Lord was using the trials within the church here to grow the church and to bring Him glory. God uses all things for our good and for His glory. Well, let's go back to the passage. Let's look at Saul's response in verse 5. And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Saul was very afraid. Saul didn't know who was talking to him. It was Jesus, and Jesus told Saul that he was persecuting him. Please understand, Saul was not just fighting the church, Saul was fighting God himself. And 
It's important to remember when we go through hardships as Christians, we are safe in the Lord. The Lord was fighting for the church and the Lord is fighting for each one of us today. Romans chapter 8 verse 31 tells us, If God is for us, who can be against us? We do not have to be afraid. And maybe you're here today and you're very frightened and you're very afraid of everything going on around you. We have to remember the Lord will never leave us and He will never forsake us. He is with you. No one can ever take away what Jesus has done for us. We serve an unshakable kingdom. We have a hope that death cannot take from us. We belong to Jesus. Again, we do not have to be afraid today. Well, back in Acts chapter 9, Jesus said something else to Saul. He said, it is hard for you to kick against the goats. A goat is a sharp tool used to make an ox do its work. If the ox kicked against that stick, they would get hurt badly. This is what Saul was doing. He was fighting against God. Maybe that describes you today. Now I know what you're thinking, Chris, I'm not persecuting the church. Maybe that's true, but maybe you're fighting against God's will for your life. Maybe you're fighting against what God is calling you to do. Maybe it's loving others, even those who hate you. Maybe it's praying for those who do evil things to you. This can be very difficult sometimes, but this is what God calls us to do. The Kadlima di Yaga, Nusutan Bibo Yaga, Chipo Yaga, 
Sometimes it doesn't make sense to us and it doesn't seem fair to us. Here's a heavy one. Sometimes we want to see God's wrath poured out on our enemies instead of his grace poured out. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9 gives us a little glimpse at the heart of God. We're not going to read the whole verse, just the end of it. It says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's heart is to see all saved and to believe in Jesus. God's desire is to see all come to repentance. This includes the most evil and the most wicked people as well. This was Saul, a very evil and wicked man. Well, as Christians, our hearts should be the same as the Lord's. We should desire to see all saved and come to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Again, this can be very difficult, but with the Lord, all things are possible. Well, let's see how Saul responds in verse 6. It says, So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Saul was afraid and astonished. The word astonished means to be amazed. Astonished, Saul was no doubt amazed and afraid that even though he was fighting against God himself, God still chose to pour his grace out over him. Yes. Saul was no doubt amazed and afraid that even though he was fighting against God, God still showed grace to him. Saul was amazed that even though he did such wicked and evil things to men and women, that God would still love him and offer him forgiveness. 
This is the power of God's grace, His undeserved love. There is no one too far gone or too evil that they cannot be saved. Saul's proof of that. I see three three more things here in verse six, and then we'll move on. First, maybe you know someone in your life that you think is too far gone that they cannot be forgiven. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's someone you never even met before. But we need to pray for them. We need to pray for their salvation. And the Lord does hear our prayers, and He desires all to be saved. Now, the second thing I see here is maybe you're here today and you're living in sin. Maybe you wonder, can God really forgive me? And yes, He can. Because forgiveness is not about what you do. Forgiveness is about what has already been done. By Jesus dying for you, you can be forgiven. Now, last thing for verse 6. Maybe you think some people do not deserve forgiveness. Maybe there's people you think don't deserve God's grace. But neither did you. And neither, neither did me. I didn't deserve God's grace. And yet, before God created anything, He thought about you and loved you. He knew every sin you would ever commit against Him. He knew all the times you would fail him and all of your mistakes. He knew the times you would sin and then say, I'll never do that again. And you do it again, right? And yet Jesus still died for you. Jesus still chose to forgive me and he still chose to forgive you. 
We have to show the same grace that God has shown each one of us. Let's look at our last three verses for the day, verses 7 through 9. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Saul was left blinded by this light. He needed people to help him into the city and he didn't eat or drink for three days. Saul was no doubt reflecting on his experience with Jesus. Jesus saved Saul that day. A man so evil and so feared by the church became a part of the church. Again, this is the power of God's grace. Saul was a changed man. He was forgiven and he was set free. Let me ask you, are you free today? And if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you too are free, just like Saul. But are you living in that freedom? Or are you living as a slave to sin? Maybe you're living as a slave to unforgiveness. Maybe you're living as a slave to hate. Maybe you're living as a slave to fear. But Jesus has called you his sons and his daughters. Jesus has made you free and he's called you to walk in that freedom. Saul was changed and he was never going back to his old life. I pray we never go back to sin. I pray we never get held by any sin in our lives. I pray we would walk in the grace of God and be encouraged by this story of Saul. 
The grace of God is greater than any of your sins today. Anyone can be saved by God's grace. So let me conclude with this. I pray you would be encouraged. The Lord hears your prayers. He's never going to leave you. He loves you so much. He knows everything that you're going through right now. Before God created heaven and earth, he knew what this week would look like. Before time began, God knew the struggles we'd be going through right now. And God is with us. God is a very present help in time of troubles. So let us be encouraged and let us walk in the grace of God. And I challenge all of you, I challenge myself, I challenge us, let us pray for the, for the lost. Let us pray for every man and woman in Myanmar to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Because the grace of God is able to transform this nation. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. And I thank you, Lord, that your grace is available to all. Lord, your grace is not exclusive to one man or one woman, to one nation or one tribe. Your grace is offered to all. And I pray, Lord, that we would walk in that grace, Lord, that you would change this nation. For those who don't know you as Lord and Savior, I pray for their salvation. And I pray, Lord, that you would be glorified in our lives and that we would walk in the freedom that you've given us. Please continue to bless our time, Lord, as we have communion, as we fellowship. Bless us, Lord, and bless this time of worship. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Christian. A great message. Um, you know, as we talk about Saul and grace. Uh, I think we all have some Sauls in our lives right now. I'll just say it. Can you extend these people the same grace that's been given to you? Our prayer requests were about sleeping and about this country earlier. And I had reached out to a friend of mine who has experienced uh, this kind of situation in his life before to ask him for help. How do you get through the times like this? Um, I reached out to a friend to ask for help. 
A man who was part of the special forces in the military. I said, how do you have peace and how do you have rest during times like this? He said, I pray to Jesus. And he asked a question, Lord, have you called me to be here? And he said he reads Psalm 23. We're going to take communion. And I asked if everyone has their bread. I'm going to read, yes please. I'm going to read Psalm. The Psalm. And as we do this, I see two parts in this Psalm 23. In the Last Supper, Jesus, he broke the bread. And the point was to take time to reflect on who he was and what he's done for each one of us, to remind us. And to observe that. When Jesus was at the Last Supper, he took the bread and he broke it. And he passed it out. And he said, take this in remembrance of what I have done and who I am. I will read this and then if you could read it also, it will be on the screen for you if you need. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and staff protect and comfort me. ทอพยาดีงาอิตโตรินผิดตอมุอีงาดีเซียนบะขันยาเซนันโตจัสสายะนัยงาโกเอซิรอมุอีตายาโตมิณาโตลันเปียรอมุอีงาวิญญิงโ
And we observe this through the breaking of the bread, through the taking of the communion, or the Lord's Supper, as many call it. But Lord, we observe that you are our God, you are our Lord, and you are this, this God that gives us this, the peace. In Jesus' name, amen. As we get the juice, or the wine, I see the second part of this psalm. Verse 5, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we take this cup, Lord, as you ended the night after the time of fellowship with the cup, as a reminder of what you've done and the promises that you've given us through the shedding of your blood and the payments of our sins forever, Lord. We look at this and we see this this promise of this feast even in the presence of the enemies as the honoring and your goodness and failing love will pursue us all the days of my life, even as times as these, Lord. Lord, we look at this and we observe this, Lord, and we just, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this promise that you've given us, Lord. And we are obedient, Lord, we thank you so much, Lord. Lord, please just continue, Lord, to hear our prayers as we just rest in these promises. And Lord, we take this cup, this this juice, and we just remember what you've done. And we thank you, and we praise you, and we worship you. And Lord, we rest in peace, no matter what is going on around us, that your grace is sufficient. In Jesus' name.